Welcome to Small Business Love, where I chat with inspiring women who are running their own successful business as they share their journey, the highs and lows and everything in between. Along with value-packed solo episodes and special guest speakers, I really hope this podcast will inspire you to follow your dreams and bring your desires to light. You are here for a reason. In today's episode, I chat with Tina from Three Little Boys Clothing about how she got started in business. I met Tina virtually quite a few years ago, and I've just loved watching her business grow. So welcome to the podcast, Tina. I was trying to explain to my husband, like, I was like, we meet these amazing women online. But when I say meet, I'm like, we never actually meet them. But if I saw them in the street, I would recognize them and go up and give them a huge hug. It's like such a weird um, friendship that you have, like when we meet these online people, how would you describe it? Well, even to my husband, because my husband's not on social media at all, so he doesn't yeah. understand anything of it. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 I don't know, like you can have friends that you've been friends with for so long. Yeah. And then you can have friends on Instagram or so other social media that you're friendly with, but it's a total different relationship. Oh, my you God. Know? Yeah. It's, it's so, like, I, yeah, it's just, it's so hard to explain, but it, you gel with, you know, and you don't gel with everyone. You're not going to like everyone. You're not going to get on with everyone. You're not going to, you know, be friendly. You're not going to be close with everyone. Yeah. But there's these few people that have stuck with you over the years that, you know, have got your back and, you know, you can, you're very, I'm very confident to, um, you know, disclose information or tell them how I'm feeling and that, you know, and they're going to listen. Whereas, you know, other friends that you have, you don't tend to delve into business with them. Yeah. Yeah. I find because they're not in the same mindset as you, like they're not going through the same things as you. Yeah. Yeah. People that have their own business, it's like you all are in this group that you understand, you know, yeah. It's that you understand what, what's going on. So oh, I think totally without people like yourself and, you know, other business women, which I'm friends with, I don't think I would still be in business. Yeah. You know, if you didn't have that connection. It becomes like a family, doesn't it? Like a bit of a yeah. network without, you know, and it happens organically, I find. You sort of stumble yeah. across each other. Like we found each other way back when, um, gosh, I had Willow and the Owl. Yes. And would give you, like, um, supply you some of the, you know, baby clothing that I yes. would make. And I think that just, it nurtures and it builds and you just, it's a bit of a support network. And it's like, yes. you know, you feel comfortable, like you said, if Instagram does change something and it's like, oh my gosh, how do you, how are you doing this? It's like, yes. oh, all you have to do is this, babe. You just jump on here and press this. Or yes. I've got no idea, but when I find out, I'll let you know. It's that, yes. you know, collaborative um, friendship, which yes. I love. Yeah, oh yeah exactly. Or if you're going through a tough time, you know, they're there to support you, you know, which yeah. is really good, which is what what we need and we all need to work together. You know, that's what yes. women in business, anyone in business should be supporting other people. That's oh, absolutely. And like the message that I try and get across is that support doesn't need to be buying all the time. It could no. just be commenting, sharing, yeah. Um, you know, like, and if someone does mention, oh, oh, I, I really need a hat for this summer and someone else goes, 
oh, I just was watching a reel. There's this lady named Tina who sells fedora hats. Jump on and have a look. Yeah. And it just puts it in someone else's mind to be like, oh, okay, well, instead of going to, you know, the plaza and, you know, buying from um, a big chain store, yeah. I can actually buy from a small business and support someone who, yeah. you know, has been doing it for a while and, you know, has their own branding and their own business and their own family yeah, to support. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, and it's good yeah. to have, that's, that's right, you don't have to buy things from other businesses all the time, you know. You can yeah. support them in other ways. And I know it's very time consuming to like and comment and share, and but it does mean a lot to people in business when that happens, when other businesses share the love, you know? Oh, I totally agree. Tell us about your business. Tell us how you got started and all about what you do. Well, I started three little boys after I had my third son. So Kai, we had Kai and I'd always loved fashion um I loved buying clothes I loved buying clothes for myself and my boys and even though I was having a third boy I still went out when I found out I was having a third boy I still went out went shopping because I wanted to you know buy him some new clothes and I think he was about probably about six months seven months old and my next door neighbor who was quite friendly with me she had boy as well um two boys and she we were just talking about fashion and, you know, we always talk about brands of clothing and stuff like that and how hard it was to find boys' clothing in general. Yeah. Um, we could never, you know, everything was always the same, same, not, mm. not, nothing really unique. So um, she's like, why don't, you know, I, don't, I don't, can't remember the, you know, full conversation. She's like, why don't you start your own business? Like this is how it came about. It was just so random. <laughs> she was in my house and we just were like, why don't you start, you know, doing your own clothing business? And I was like, I have no past history of being in fashion whatsoever. I was a pharmacy dispensary technician. I worked in pharmacy. So I couldn't go back to work because it's too hard with the three boys. And um, I was like, oh, that's a good idea. You know, I'm going to do that because there's not much out there for boys. And once I set my mind to do something, I'm just like, Full, full blazing like I just I, I go from zero to a thousand you know so my husband came I was like Brennan I'm going to start my own business he's like what <laughs> he was just he thought he probably thought of like what is going on and he is so supportive so he was like oh okay so it just sort of come about like that like honestly it was the most random thing I like I kind of started my own business selling boys clothing because you can't find a lot of boys clothing and then that's how it started yeah pretty much wham bam and I was just like that's what I'm gonna do but I was just more focused on boys clothing and then it didn't until later on that's when I started to get into my designs because I didn't want to just sell yeah other people's clothing you know Mm. brand clothing Mm. in my store so I wanted to start designing for myself yeah. Okay. So let's stick with the start just quickly. So you mentioned, and I think this is so important because, you know, we were the same when we started Coco Collective and, and even before that Willow and the Owl. Yeah. People say, um, but you must've had some idea, you know, you must've had, I'm like, no, nothing. No. I didn't have a bit, like no business training. No I hadn't even done. Yeah. yeah. No business plan, no business degree, no marketing degree, not even a family. Like not, I didn't even come no. from a family where business you know, or entrepreneurship was a thing. So working in a pharmacy to starting your own business, how did you find 
out what you needed to do and, and work your way through that? It was so hard because when you're starting from new, no one knows you. Yeah. Um, trying to get other people's brands to be in, in your shop, like online store, is really impossible. So mm-hmm. I had a lot of knockback. Um, I wanted to stock brands that weren't local, like weren't already here. So mm-hmm. I wanted to stock, you know, things that were unique to the town and something that you couldn't just buy everywhere. Mm. Um, so that was really difficult trying. We did a lot of researching, a lot of online, like I said, a lot of knockbacks. Like, no, you know, we can't stop with you because, like, I was just new, you know. I'm just sort of this little this mama three boy starting out. Um, and then it just got better with time. But, I mean, you still, there's so much to learn in business. You know, I, I stopped a couple of people's brands of clothing and you know I did that for so many years and then I just sort of got sick of it like doing a lot of that um and especially when sometimes the people that you I know you put faith in their brand but they don't deliver it back to you mm-hmm. yeah okay the communication of it so yeah so I know when um I was stocking some stuff to you which is where we first met when I had yeah. Willow in the Owl and you were um quite new to business as well so um, having the handmade items I think it was um, really lovely like when you first approached me we were sort of both starting out and yeah. in the beginning it's it's quite hard when you hand make items because you know the markup is so minimal um, so to be able to support someone else and you supporting yeah. me was you know amazing and a great segue into building your product suite because yeah. um, you know handmade items it's you know, you're talking to the person, you're not talking to a business no. or a marketing agency or anything. So, yeah. um, and when you started, Tina, did you have markets? Were you still doing markets then? I started doing markets. I think I was only on Facebook and then I started doing markets and then I got a website because I had to pretty much get a website to start selling, you know, because it's too hard to sell via Facebook. Yeah. And I think I started an Instagram page, but I was just sort of winging it half the time. I'd I didn't know what I was doing because I, I never, you know, I didn't even have social media before I started my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started my business and I was like, oh, I've got to get Facebook. Yeah. So I had to get Facebook and Instagram. Um, so, and then that just, you know, started getting better and better with time. But I was very adamant that I wanted to stock Australian, mm-hmm. like handmade or Australian brands. Um, I have stocked a few New Zealand brands, which was good as well, but I was very adamant that I wanted to stock Australian handmade other small business mums products in in my shop. And it had to be unique and not something that you could just find everywhere. Yes. Yes. And I loved that the stuff that you were selling was really on trend. There was no like, you know, baby blue um, you know, like the stuff that you could get for boys, because, you know, having four boys myself, that's, you know, yeah. where we were connecting as well, you know, because in the shops, you're right, like I had my first back in um, 2008, and everything in the shops was baby blue, or yeah. just like pastel colors, it was ugly I'm going to say it it was ugly um so to find things on trend or even find a good range of boys clothing because everything was geared towards the girls and pretty and oh exactly you know and it can be quite frustrating and I I I think and back in that that time when I started black and white was very popular Mm -hmm. monochrome so I sold so many black and white shirts um whereas now it's not as popular like with that color Okay. So I still sell a fair few black and white, but 
it has changed over time with the, the style and the kids in the kids fashion and 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 I've really pulled back on kids fashion just mm. because of the way everything is with the economic state and and how big w and best and less and all that have upped their game and it just became become too hard to yes very to try and you know work like be a small business against a big business like that who's bringing out clothing so cheap mm. and you're trying to bring out unique items but people are going to go towards the bigger chain items that are a cheaper price. So, yeah, it's become really difficult to do kids' clothing. Yeah, I can imagine. I know when I was doing the children's clothing and the cot linen, um, my niche, like the target audience that I attracted weren't really your bargain, you know, Kmart, Big W buyers. Yes. They were, you know, people who appreciated handmade and quality and yes. You know, I would have people say to me, oh, my gosh, I've had your cot sheet since my baby was born and now he or she takes it to kindy and uses yeah. it on their kindy mat. I'm like, I know, and you'll be able to use it for your next baby and the baby so after that. So beautiful. Hey, that's what some people don't realise when they're yeah. buying from the bigger chains, you know. So yeah. it makes it really hard for us small businesses to bring out a range and in the hope that it's going to sell. Mm. And there's been so many other businesses pop up you know, from when I started with clothing, which makes it, mm-hmm. you know, you're among so a great, you know, range of other businesses doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And even though I still try to remain unique with my design, so, you know, only stocking my slogan tees and that, mm. it's, yeah, I've really just had to pull back on kids, kids stuff in general and just focus on more women's at the mm-hmm. moment. Okay, so let's talk about that, Tina. So, um, you had your children's clothing and um, now you've sort of merged across to your um, slogan tees and what else yes. are you stocking? Well, we started, I can't remember what year we started doing slogan tees, but we did the Mama of Boys was our first one because I wanted to do a shirt for Mama Boys that they could yeah. wear because I love that matchy-matchy. And so that went like gangbusters so well and it still sells to this day. Like a lot of my designs I've had for, you know, I've had them for a long time. Yeah. So it's good that people are still loving them, which is, you know, wonderful. Um, but it's a lot of work goes into them because I, I'm always using that word unique, but uh, my designs, well, they've been designed by myself and my graphic designer. We haven't just picked mm-hmm. them out of a book or anything or online. We've made the words you know, sometimes used our font, but kept it that you're not going to find it anywhere else unless someone's copied off me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's been really good doing women's slogan tees because people, well, love them yes. and hopefully they still do. Yeah. Um, but I like, I get messages from people saying, you know, one person will live in Toowoomba and they'll be like, I saw someone at the shopping centre in your shirt. And they're so excited for me. Like, so people like spot them. It's, it's so crazy. Even at the airport, I've had people message me and go, oh, I was at the airport and I saw someone in your jumper. Like, oh, that is so good, Tina. And so like, cool. that's great brand awareness, right? Yeah. That people are recognising your clothing as soon as they can look at as soon as they see it. Yeah, that's remarkable. it's so crazy. And that's what I try and think about when I'm having the tough times in business because there has been plenty of tough times this year. I try and think about those beautiful messages you know about my designs because you can't find them anywhere like you can buy them from me I I wholesale to a couple of people unless you've bought you can't can only get them you know from myself so I've tried to keep it 
um, that niche market. So yeah, it's been it's been really good. And I think if I didn't delve into doing my own designs, I probably wouldn't have the business still because I you need to, even with the designs, you've got to bring out a new one every now and then mm-hmm. in the hope that people will love it. You know, they may not. So but most of my designs that I have bought out, I've pretty much kept, you know, 90% of them. I think a couple I haven't reprinted. Mm. Um, but most of them are still going, which is pretty cool. Isn't that great to have that awareness as well, though? Like, you know, I think it's so important to evolve with the market and, and watch what the consumer wants. Yeah. I know, um, you know, like when we had the cot linen that grew in popularity and so sewing children's clothing, you know, took a back seat. And then I had yeah. the banana sacks. I don't know if you remember. Gosh. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, I'd be happy to never sew another sentence again. <laughs> um, it was so crazy. But I think, you know, and then, you know, even with our return furniture, it started off with bassinets and, and children's um, return. And then it's gone to, you know, what people want, which is more, you know, items for the family home. So with your baby's range or your little boy's range, you know, then identifying that, um, okay, women are loving these slogan T-shirts. So I'm going to invest my time and effort into that area. Yeah. So did you find a designer locally? Do you have the shirts made locally? Well, we my des- graphic designer, um, she's recently got a job. We're no longer working together, which is a shame because she's been with me from the start. Yeah. So at the moment I have no graphic designer, hence why I haven't bought out any new designs. Yeah. Um, but I, she used to live here now. She's in Tasmania. So we design them. I used to get them printed locally, but because mm-hmm. I get so many of them printed, I've decided to go with a Brisbane printer. That was probably two years ago. Mm. It was just so much easier to go with someone that deals with the shirt brand. So I don't have to, there's no sort of, they get it off, we use AS Colour T. So they get it off AS Colour, it goes to the printing place. You know, I place my order and then it gets sent to me all printed. So I really wanted um, to have, at least they were still in Queensland. So I was like, I really still want to use, a Queensland printer yeah. um, and then they come from Melbourne they go to Brisbane and then yeah come to me so that that really that's a good thing to have have happen as well like to still be in Australia the shirts are you know really good quality and that's what people always say to me that, that they love the shirts the quality is really good and some people own like all of them and wear them from like Monday to Friday. Oh, I love that. It's like a, yeah. a cult following. Yeah, and <laughs> in different colours and everything, you know. So it's really cool, like when I think of it like that. So that I'm is very lucky. Awesome. Yeah. So, and, you know, your audience, like talking about your audience and the people that buy from you, when I look at your Instagram account, you've got such an engaged audience. So how do you find, um, like, how do you go about engaging with your audience and keeping them so warm? It's a lot of work. I'm always on the phone. It's just, I'm very engaged. Like when someone, when I put up a post or I'm, I make sure that I engage with that post that I've just posted up for like 15 minutes and anyone that comments. And then I, I pretty much engage with other people's accounts as well that I follow like I like someone with someone said to me you're so good at showing the love you know on other yeah. people's accounts and I was like well I know what it's like when other people show me the love on my accounts you know so I like to give it back and yeah. I know it's very time consuming especially if you have little ones at home but you know I think that's the key to having an audience that you've got that 
going to keep, you know, engaging with your page as well. So Mm. I think to do that, it's, you know, it has helped my business as well, being so engaged in other people's posts and, and accounts and yeah. Yeah. messaging and that so yeah and that's a really great tip I um you know I say to my coaching clients don't post and ghost like no. don't just post and jump off and think you know I've ticked that box it's really important to stick around for anyone who says you know like oh is this in stock or how much is it to ship to this postcode yeah. that's capturing your audience and yeah. you know securing a sale but also nurturing your audience as well because people aren't always going to buy from you and it's not always about that but you know if you're asking a question you want their feedback like what are you up to today is an actual question that you want people to reply to not just keep scrolling and when yeah and so when you've got that no like and trust which you obviously have with your audience and you've done it over the years they want to engage with you and they want to jump on and see what Tina's up to and what is she doing today wonder what t-shirt she's wearing you know (laughs) so that's perfect yeah Yeah, it's good to get you know and say thank you to people thank you you know if they've commented on your post you know say thank you um you know just be kind and yeah yes I love that and have that gratitude that they have taken the time to write a comment or engaged in your post yes Um, I think that's really important so you have been in business for a long time so how long did you say was it eight years that you've eight had years. So I've been nine in September Oh my gosh. Crazy. Yes. And you know, it is like a roller coaster, right? Like there's times when, you know, it's booming and you've, you know, you've released a shirt or something that just goes crazy and that's amazing. But what about the times when it's a bit slower and, you know, like we have things like a world pandemic to deal with? How have you found navigating that? Yeah, it has been, I think the year COVID hit, the business was quite amazing, which is mm. unbelievable to say, but a lot of people have said that with their yeah. business when COVID hit. I saw so many jumpers. I probably could have sold so many more if I could source them, yeah. um, but they sold out because, you know, that's the thing. Now with COVID, getting stock in and it sells out. And so that was a really good year last year. Um, was up and down. This year I find since January, so now we're in the end of May nearly, it's probably been the toughest year that I've had today all yeah. the years yeah okay yeah which has really really thrown me for a sixer so I'm just like a lot of people I've spoken to in business not necessarily the same business as mine they're mm-hmm. struggling as well so it is quite globally um which is hard I don't, I don't know how so I don't solely rely on the business but it is my income pretty much. So I need to be, when you're putting so much money into, you know, a design or an order of hats that you've had to order, you need it to be selling. You need to be taking in, you know, money to make money because you just, yeah, you can't just afford to just have it sit there. Mm -hmm. So it has been tough this year. And, you know, I have spoken to many people in business and heard the very same story, you know, like I think during COVID it was such a roller coaster. We experienced something similar with um, Coco Collective. Yeah. Orders just went through the roof, which meant we had to yeah, get more stock in. We ended up, you know, having to increase our warehouse space and it was crazy. Yeah. And then, of course, shipping prices went through the roof as well, which meant, you know, that 
to get a shipping container over here was such an expense oh, yeah. um, in, a, you know, in addition to a bigger warehouse and so forth. And then it sort of has tapered off again. Yeah. So it's really just weathering those storms, isn't it? Like, you know, yeah. when it's good, it's great. And then when it's slow and quiet, it's like, all right, well, let's focus on, you know, um, updating the website. Let's focus on, yeah. you know, how we can expand our marketing. Yeah. But it, there is that bit of fear as well, you know, and I hear that from a lot of women in business you know it's like well how else like what else can we do besides oh, yeah. you know engaging more with our audience and trying new things there I had put a post up I think it was a month or so ago because I was getting frustrated with myself but just the whole I just felt like people were looking at me thinking oh you're so busy you've got such a good following you're so busy oh you're doing well but that was not the case mm-hmm. like that month I had, you know, my sales were so low and I was not doing good with my business. So I, I put up a post and just sort of vented a bit about, you know, business being so slow because I just felt like I needed to get that off my chest. It wasn't to, you know, have a big whinge. I just wanted people to know that it's not always good. Yeah. You know, just because yeah. you think that, you know, I look busy or it's it's not not the case, you know, I can't be having a tough time and I just wanted to be real mm. I, I felt like I needed to just be real and this year I'm really like I'm just gonna say what I want to say you know like I just find that it's so much better to just get it off your chest yeah you know when you're feeling no and and other people like I had so many other businesses contact me and said I'm feeling the same way thank you for being so honest so that was a big thing for me I you know last year I suffered with so much anxiety so this year um, is very, my motto is just to, you know, say how it is, be honest. Um, and, you know, when it's good, it's it's good. It's so mm. freaking good. But when it's bad, it can be so freaking bad mm. and so, you know, hard. So, you know, I've been in business for over eight years and I'm still going. So that's, you know, a positive thing. But you do have the times when you're, you know, you're busy and you're like, yeah, this is awesome. And then you're, you're like, what am I going to do? So, you know, I've had to get, you know, another job to help me sustain mm-hmm. this one um, in the hope that it, you know, will turn a point. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's, you know, it's and it's, I mean, it's not reassuring to know that other people are in the same boat. But it's, you know, when you hear it from other people, you're like, okay, it's not just me. Yes. Yeah. And so that's why I think, one. you know. Yeah. Oh, I hear you, Tina. And I think um, it is it is reassuring to know that we're in it together, right? So, yeah. you know, when it's, yeah, it's not just you because you start thinking, oh, maybe it's me, maybe it's my product, maybe it's yeah. sale, maybe I need to, you know, update it. And, you know, you always need to look at your business structure and assess, you know, perhaps, you know, for us now we're looking at um, some concrete furniture like concrete tables concrete sign tables and that's you know so different to anything that we've done but it's like you know what let's move with the market and see what's trending and and roll with it and experiment and try and come up with some unique things ourselves so I think just rallying together with your other peers and going what are you doing and you know what else what else are you thinking you know I've spoken to women who are adding um, ebooks to their business or you know like yourself just keeping it really real because it's not always you know rainbows and lollipops no you know you just have to be you know I I feel like I'm better when I'm on and I'm a pretty you know I'm an honest person and I um you you know you see what you see like I can't hide hide my emotions 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So I tend to just be like, no, this is how it is. And, you know, and, you know, when it's good, you know, like I ordered hats a couple of weeks ago and, and I sold, nearly sold out of the hats, which was amazing. But then I ordered them last week and I haven't sold out this time. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's that sort of shift. But with what I was saying before with my kids' clothing, I just found it wasn't selling as well. So it's something that's what I had to make a decision. Do I keep going with this kids' clothing in the hope that it's going to get better or do I shift and, you know, not do as much kids anymore and focus on women? So that's what I've had to make a decision with. But I felt like I was fighting against my own, you know, I'm thinking kids' stuff isn't selling well. Why are you still doing it, Tina? Like I felt like I had to still do it because I found people would be like, oh, but you know, three little boys, you started with kids' clothing. Mm. Um, you know, why aren't you doing that still? Well, you know, it's like, well, I'm not going to stick with doing something if it's not going to be selling. You need to pivot and go, well, I'm going to stick with what's selling and then the other stuff that isn't gets pushed to the side. You know, you focus on what people want, like what your customers are wanting. So mm. you know, I think that's so important, it. isn't it? You know, at the yeah. end of the day, you can... Um, wave your flag for whatever your product is but if you're going to be a real stick in the mud with you know making sure that you only sell the one product that you've always had and you're not willing to change it up and pivot like you said then yeah you might have to you know really weather a bad storm yeah exactly so and I still do markets every now and then which helps um you know trying to do that but yeah I mean there's always new things and now it's you know with Instagram it's all about the reels so you've got to be on the reels to (laughs) be seen with Instagram (laughs) so um you know it's always fun and games with social media but very thankful to to be doing what I'm still you know to be still doing what have my run run my own business you know and eight years as well oh my gosh that is an incredible achievement well done well thank you I just think as well you know like sometimes when I still do um like my reserve defense day and when I'm on the computer and I'm rushing and I'm making phone calls calling candidates I'm like oh I'm so glad that you know the rest of my week is you know, designing furniture and talking to other beautiful women in business. And, you know, then I have a coaching client and they tell me about one of the wins that they've had or a breakthrough. And I'm like, I cannot believe this is my life. So it's so nice to stop and reflect, you know, like you've been in business for eight years. You see so many come and go within a 12 month time frame. Yeah. So to be in the game. When they don't last, because I, you know, I know what it, how tough it can be. So when you see a business, even though they've been, you know, some of the businesses have been, you know, six years and they've shut, mm-hmm. you know, that's really sad mm-hmm. because you, you know how much work goes into it oh, that other people don't see. Um, so, yeah. And I think one of the things that I've, I've always said is you have to love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where, you know, I think you have to have that love for where you work because you're doing it every day so I love being my own boss I love having my own business and even though times can be tough like they have been I still have that love for it I think if you woke up one day and thought I hate doing this I hate doing this every day yeah I just hate being here I hate doing like I think if you're thinking like that Mm. you're not meant to do it you know yeah you have absolutely to have the love for it. yeah you need to have the love you need to have that desire as well yes. don't you to really yes. like push on and keep going oh very and it much become so. yeah it becomes like a um 
like another baby, doesn't it, your business? It's something that yeah. you nurture and you build upon and you give it your time and energy. Um, I found, though, that what was really important was to have some really healthy boundaries in place, especially with a young family, because, yeah. you know, I found, like, even though, you know, I basically run my whole business from my phone. It's got, you know, the back end of the website and I can access emails and social yeah. media and but my children don't know that, you know, they just see mum on the phone. So I've really made a um, clear distinction that, you know, between school hours is when I work and then, you know, between school pickup and them going to bed, you know, between 7 and 8.30, that's when I can jump back on or do what I need to do. So yeah. having those clear boundaries, which I certainly didn't have with Willow and the Owl, gosh, you know, that I feel was my biggest learning curve, being up sewing until all hours of the morning. How have you found sitting? So much, yeah. Yes, and you just don't stop, right? And you just think, oh, I'll just do one more hour of sewing or now that I've finished sewing, I'll do some invoicing, you know, I've yeah. got to get it done. And, and then, you know, not only does your downtime and, and self-care suffer, but being an irritable mum on such minimal sleep is not good yeah. for anyone. No. So have you found um, keeping boundaries in your business? Have you found that to help with, you know, the, the work-life balance? Yeah, very much so. When I, years ago, I probably would have just been like everything, you know, is business, business, business. Like if there's markets, yeah, I'll do that. You know, you're missing out on being with the kids and your family on the weekends because you're like, oh, I've got to do this market. I've got to do this. And then I was like, I don't have to do anything like I'm my own boss I can if I want to work between this time and this time I'll do it if I don't want to work if I want to go to work on the weekend at a market I don't have to I felt yeah. like I was like going I have I used to think I have to do it you know I have mm -hmm. to do it for my business have to do it for me but then I, a couple of years I was like no that's just not working because I think it was too much for me um especially when my anxiety hit bad so I find that now I'll just be like, no, if I want to do a market, I'm like, okay, I'm happy to do that if there's nothing on the weekend with the kids, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I remember doing a market for Mother's Day. I was there, you know, I missed having Mother's Day with my boys. So now I'm like, no, Tina, you're not doing that. Like you, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, like you said, putting boundaries in because at the end of the day, you work for yourself so you can make your own boundaries. I do find though, like since being on this personal development journey before when I would just be work, work, work and family, family, family. Yeah. Now, if it's a beautiful sunny day and I drop the kids to school and I don't have, you know, a coaching call until 11, I think, oh, do you know what? I'm going to take myself to Malula Bar and get a coffee and go for a walk or sit and just close my eyes and, you know, just be in the moment. And I find that taking that hour when I come back, the productivity of my work is just so much better than if I had to just come home, made a coffee, sat down, you know, like fresh ocean air, taking yeah. that time for myself just invigorates me to then put better quality and better time into the work that I do need to get done. So oh, very much so. Mm, and or I even, really you know, catching up with friends or yes. going out, you know, you like I could stay home and focus on the business but no I need that for my soul you know like mm -hmm. we crave that I think as women we need to go out with our friends just for dinner or whatever it is yeah or meet up with the group for lunch and do something mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. um which is you know something a lot fun and you you're not really thinking about the business so you know you need yeah. to do that for your 
for your soul as well in self-care and or going to a Pilates class or something. You know? Yes. Do that. I think making that a priority is so important, especially as, you know, a solo business owner, you know, we crave that interaction. So I know if I have a coffee with a girlfriend, when I leave, I've just got a big smile on my face while I'm driving home. And it's like, yeah. my cup is full. You know, I've had that time to listen and be heard and have that, yeah. you know, connection. It's Otherwise so important. you're at home, like, like I'm at home now, there's no one here. You mm-hmm. know? Every yeah. day the kids are at school, I'm on my own. Yeah. And yeah you're not having any interaction apart from the phone. So it's good to have that one-on-one interaction with people, you know. I agree. You need that because otherwise you feel quite lonely. You can feel quite lonely when you have your own business, you know. Yes. And I feel like, you know, you and I have made these mistakes, but it's so good for anyone listening who perhaps is about to start their own business. You know, with my first one, I would say no to so many things and just get so many orders and get so absorbed in sewing yes and I remember you know come Christmas I'd be like oh Christmas party just me you know I don't have any friends anymore because (laughs) I'm not I'm not nurtured those you know friendships so it's like oh at least I've got my online community yeah yeah I think you know by setting those boundaries at the start and being clear on what it is that you you know like what your ideal average day looks like and then working your business around that is so important right oh exactly with the products that you source, you know, like with your fedora hats and so yeah. forth, how did you go about finding a wholesale supplier to find those hats and make sure the quality was what you wanted? Well, that's like, they're actually a brand um, of hats. It's a, a small business, husband and wife, and they've got kids. They, I think they're with the Gold Coast. So they, it's an actual oh, brand. Right, okay. And so I, I ordered them from them. So they mm-hmm. started their own business with hats their daughter actually started the business she's really cool and so I think I just found them on Instagram yeah like I was probably scrolling I was like oh these hats look cool so some of the brands that I have stopped have actually contacted me oh, good. wanting to be in my you know online store which is cool but yeah they I've, I've, I can't remember how many years I've sold um KJH hats for but oh it's been quite a few years and they're just amazing because when you work with the brands you know you're stocking their products you develop a relationship with them as well like you know yourself and I um so it's really you know good I've spoken to her on the phone and yeah they're such a lovely family and it's so cool to stock you know another small businesses brand which I love so I don't stock a lot of brands and they're so popular the hats are very well they're practical and look awesome yeah so besides the print shirts everything else is something that you source and decide is it all Australian business brands as well now yeah yeah pretty yeah pretty much I don't think I stock oh I've got a few sunglasses from an overseas company but yeah other than that all of it's pretty much Australian a lot of it some of it's local there's a local lady Susan Mildred earrings so she, we collabed together and she made earrings to go with my shirts oh good and um so and then another brand like I've got a few of the inspirational cards of mood traders you know I've started stocking her inspirational cards yeah. and another local lady has hat hangers you know oh, so you can hang the fedoras oh, on your wall yes, perfect. and so I've just started stocking her hat hangers so it's cool because majority of the people that I stock in my store are small business mums or you know I love that yes so that's really cool because I we've got such a good relationship I know I can message them whatever time of night and they'll get back to me whenever they can but you know 
and I could just send the message to one of them and go, can I order this? It's cool because I don't have to spend the fortune mm-hmm. to order all the stock in the hopes that it sells. Like I can do small orders, which means a lot when you're a small business because you don't want to spend too much money on a product. Yeah, I really love that I can stock other people's stuff in my, you know, and go, this is handmade by a local lady. This is you know, yeah. from a Gold Coast business. And yeah, that's really cool to me. And something that I've always wanted to have installed in my business. So that's yeah. really good to have. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So basically all the brands that you stock are Australian businesses, plus you have your shirts printed and made here in Australia in Queensland, yeah. you know, even more so. Such a great message and, and great that you can use for your branding as well. You know? Oh, very much so. I mean, it's, you know, it's hard to stock, you know, you can get things from overseas probably cheaper, but I like to get Australian, you know. Mm. I mean, the shirts that we stock AS Colour, they are made overseas, but the brand is in Australia. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't get past that. Like, there's no way you could hand make a shirt and sell it for $46 like I do you know some people have said to me oh you know at a market is this shirt handmade I'm like no because I can't afford to you know I could not afford to even the hats they're not handmade because you can't afford to stock such an expensive product in a small business like mine Yes. And a lot of the manufacturing of the starter products, like the, you know, the starting shirt and the starting hat and so forth, a lot of that has to be offshore now, doesn't it? Because we don't have the means to make it here in Australia. And if we do, the cost can quite often be through the roof. Oh, exactly. That's why if I can stock, you know, that's why it's important for me to stock from other small businesses, have their brands in in my store, which means a lot. And then have a few handmade goodies. And a lot of them that I'm friends with, of them because I wear the stuff as well so yeah. it really goes well with my shirts and yeah it's just all gels together which yeah. is cool so because it is hard to pick things to stock in your shop yeah you still you don't want something that people are going to just be able to find everywhere absolutely and that's what makes it unique right people are like I need a gift idea or I want something for myself they can find earrings that they're not going to find you know in the plaza and they can find you know shirts that are you know made by a small Australian business so I just think that's so important yeah very much so so when you find a brand that you love and this is a module that I've just recently created in the selling on socials course you know like yes you can go to trade shows and yes you can go you know online forums to find places to wholesale but the best way that we've found to do it is just to contact the business directly mm. and say, you know, I love your products. Do you wholesale? So how do you go about doing that yourself? Is that something similar that you do? Yeah, I would just contact them. I think I usually comment on one of their posts or send them a DM mm-hmm. and then I'd send them an email and then we'd sort of go from there. Because I have been to a few trade fairs in Melbourne I think that's pre-COVID mm-hmm. I went to a few and in Sydney but that was when I was I probably stopped a few more brands back then but now it's sort of kept it a bit smaller mm-hmm. in what I want to stock so I'm more happy to just go through other small businesses than go to a big trade fair mm-hmm. different if I had a bricks and mortar store you know you'd probably still go to those trade fairs but because I'm a small business from home I don't want to keep too much stock I already have quite a bit here in my stock room I'll just scroll on Instagram and yeah find a brand that I kind of love and you know that's how I because yeah I stock picnic rugs as well and that's how I actually I think um Amy contacted me 
and said, would you like to stock my rugs, which is cool. So I was like, yeah, they're really cool, you know, because she's another small business. Yes. Which is good. So, yeah, it's pretty much over Instagram or, you know, via DM how I find her. Or if it's a brand that, you know, I love the look of what they're selling, it's a good price point, you're not going to be able to find them locally, which means a lot as well because I have a lot of local customers. Mm-hmm. And then I just go from there, which is probably a pretty easy way to do it. But I mean, it, like I said, when I first started out, it was so hard to stock brands because you're a small business starting out, no one knows you. So it's probably a lot harder to get brands to work with you because mm-hmm. they got to have trust that you're going to sell their product well, advertise it and, you know, do good for that for their brand. So yeah, it probably is so much it like I said, it was so much harder when I first started to get brands to be on board with me. Whereas now, um, probably a bit more easier, but I'm not going for brands that are huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had a little laugh inside because I remember when we went to a trade show for Coco Collective. Oh my gosh, the amount of times, you know, they would say, do you have a shop? Do you have a shop? Do you have a yes. shop? I'm like, um, no, we're an online business. It was like the virtual door in the face. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, we don't stock to online shops. No. Like I get it. I get the bigger picture and the reason why, you know, like shop fronts, you know, they've got a lot of overheads and, you know, they can display the products and so forth. And an online business competing with an online business, you know, you can understand why you wouldn't, they wouldn't necessarily wholesale. But I remember at the time thinking, oh my gosh, we're outcast because we don't have bricks and mortar like shop it was yeah yeah, quite frustrating I find though that you know a really great way to approach businesses because we get asked quite often about wholesale but also about collaborating yeah yeah collaborating for me is like a double-edged sword I sometimes you know I love collaborating with other women in business but I get so sick of the hey I love your stuff send you know send it to me for free let's collab And then I go to their page, their whole layout is about them traveling or, you know, wearing bikinis, which is absolutely yeah. fine, but there's nothing to do with homewares. There's nothing to do with interior styling and they don't follow us. So I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. But I find a really great way, you know, when people email you, yes, I'm a new business, but here's a copy of my mood board and what I envision it to look like long-term. And, you know, I followed you girls for a long time now. So I find when people don't send the generic, like, hey, love what you do yes you know they take the time to work out what your name is and like they sort of fill out the picture for you I find I'm so much more willing to reply to those emails and give them my time versus the generic ones oh for sure and I just can't believe sometimes people have the audacity to to ask even when they're not even following you or then you know they've never bought from you or it's like we're a small business we can't afford to give away our products too much exactly (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I haven't. I've only worked with a few um, women, which which are really awesome. Um, the three little boys, and I've collaborated a couple of shirts with other women in business, which has been fun too. But it's always nerve wracking because you're not working on your own. Then you're working with someone else, trying to get their vision out there for yeah. that shirt. It's not mine. Like it's not my design. So. Yeah. That makes it a little bit harder too. But it's cool when you collaborate. Like if you send something to someone and and you know they do a cool reel, reel and um, yeah, show you some business love in the hope that you're going to get sales. But sometimes you know you don't. I've done it in previous years ago. I've sent stuff, whole heap of stuff to someone and got and I didn't get anything out of it. So that's a lesson learned as well. Yes, that's such a good point, actually, Tina. Because I think 
quite often when you, you know, you approach a big account and they say yes, you know, you can have stars in your eyes and be like, oh my gosh, you know, they want a dog bed or something or a shirt. And it's like, you send it and then you're like waiting and waiting and waiting. And then, you know, they might finally post and it's a bit of a fizzer. So I think it's really important that if they say yes, then it's a two-way street, right? It's like, okay, well, I'm happy to send you this item, but in return, you need to do a post to your stories and then something in your grid. Um, And here's a discount code to share with your audience. And that's a really great way then that you can track whether or not it's worked. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I find a lot of them though result in nothing. So I find, you know, we now go into it. Do you know what? Sure, we'll send you a dog bed or we'll send yeah. you something. And, you know, the expectation is now much more realistic and managed yeah. than what we had at the start. So do you find that you approach people or do you have people approach you as well? It's sort of a bit of give and take. I know sometimes I have a few like people that approach me or I'll just say to a customer that's been with me for quite a few years, and even if they've only bought one thing off me or, you know, but they've interacted with my page, I'll be like, can I send you a shirt? Do you want to take some photos? I'm pretty casual. I'm like, if you want to take some photos, that'd be great. You know, I need to do it your way. Like, I need to have this reel done and this. Yes. <laughs> I'm sort of like, oh, yeah, just take some photos and um, here's a discount code. But, yeah, I'm working with someone soon. So it'll be more structural yeah it'll be like yeah you got to do a reel um here's a discount code and um it has to be on the grid but yeah because it's like it's my product you know I only send it to people nowadays I only send it to people that I'm confident and that I love what they do good like on their page and how genuine they are so you've got to feel comfortable in doing it and don't just Mm. send your heaps of product to all these people because you're not making anything then like yes in the hope that you're going to make something and you might not and I sent a shirt the other day to a lady but it was just a gift and I gave her a discount code and I actually got a few orders which was amazing I was like and I didn't do it for that I just sent it as a gift and I said oh but here's a discount code in case you know if anyone wants one and so that worked in my favor which was good but yeah I was just really chuffed like oh that's really cool I got couple of orders you know yes and see when your expectations are managed yeah find with us when we send an item it's like do you know what it's a gift and there's no expectations so for that to happen it's great that was you know that worked well exactly Tina what tips would you give to anyone out there who's thinking about starting their own online business or their own you know small business what sort of tips would you give or advice to anyone thinking about starting Probably um, to make sure you do your research because that's what I had to do when I started, um, you know, researching products, brands, what, why are you starting your business? What, what are you wanting to, you know, achieve? Like what are you going to stock? Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to align with what you love because, you know, I wear everything that pretty much I stock and I use it all, but it's got to be genuine, you know, got to have that love for it mm. because you want people to see you wearing it or using those products and they'll be like, oh, they're really cool, you know, so you've got to love what you stock in general. Mm. And just to, you know, to realise that, you know, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to stuff up. I've stuffed up plenty of times and sometimes it's cost me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, everyone makes mistakes and not to try not to be so hard on yourself. I always tend to blame myself for things, even with family and, you know, being a mum and stuff. So you really had to be like, you know, things happen for a reason. Mm. You tried this, it didn't work. Let's just move on and 
try something else. But I think you've got your mind focused on something. And if you really want to have your own business and you really love doing what you're doing, I think that's the start of a wonderful business, you know, in the making. If I didn't start Three Little Boys, I would never have met so many people. So I think sometimes if you've got that drive in you, it's what you're meant to be doing, you know. Yeah. If you love it, you'll continue it. If you don't like it, you'll close it and start a new chapter. Yeah. And I think it's so important, right? Like if these desires are on your heart and they're not going anywhere and you've still got that niggling feeling that you want to do something, then go for it. Yeah. Give it a go. Yeah. You only live once. And I loved your point about, you know, you will fail. There are moments throughout your business where you're going to fail. And that is perfect. That's what's meant to happen because from failing is when you learn and grow, right? So, you know, like when I speak to coaching clients about talking to camera or making these reels, do you know what? They don't have to be perfect. And people are going to say, you know, that, oh, that was a bit cringy or whatever, but (laughs) don't listen to... (laughs) We've all been there, right? When we watch it back and we're like, oh, I can't believe oh, I did that. <laughs> but, you know, the way that you get better is by doing it and talking on camera and putting yourself out there. Yeah. Or, you know, there's other lessons that we learn as well, like ordering stock and, you know, not being what you wanted or you've got to make mistakes basically. Yeah. And that is perfect because you're supposed to and that's how you grow and that's how you learn. So exactly. I love that point. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And you just get through it. And if it's something you love, you'll continue to do it. Like it's cool being your own boss. At the end of the day, but if you start your business, you want it to make money. Yes. You know, as long as it's doing that. Yes, pay yourself. One lesson I didn't even learn in my first business, you know, when I worked out what, you know, the cost of the products were and what I was paying myself, it was like so minimal or non-existent. So I think that's, you know, another really important thing as well. Set these boundaries right at the start, you know, make sure you pay yourself, make sure you work out what the product actually does cost and then, you know, add your margins on top of that. Yeah. And ask questions, you know, if you, if you need help, ask questions. Like I've had other women message me asking me for business advice and I'm not a business coach. Like I said to you at the start of this, I wing it half the time. Like even some people say, what's your business plan for the next year? I have no idea. Yeah. I, I've always been like that. I wing it and blows my mind because I'm still in business. And I think to myself, but I didn't have a business plan. Yeah. That's how I operate. I'm not an organizer. I tend to just mm-hmm. like, it'll happen. Oh, yeah, we've got an event on the weekend. I'll get an outfit Friday, you know, before the day before. It's just how I operate. And I don't know. It's done yeah. so well for me so far. <laughs> exactly right. You're like, plan is to stay in business and keep doing what I love. Yeah. I know. Oh, my gosh. That must be why we resonate so well because. <laughs> It wasn't until I was like studying business coaching and, you know, the structure of it all. I was like, oh, the vision, mission and value statement. Right. Okay. I might um, backdate that a few years. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it is is so good to have it in place. And I, you know, I'm a huge advocate for some, some planning now, but back in the start, I was like, do you know what? I love it. I love the quality. I love how it looks. I'm going to sell it. Who else wouldn't love it? Yeah, exactly. And as long as, you know, you keep doing your books, you know, we do our books every month. You're working out what's selling and, you know, how much you're making for the month. Yeah, you know, as long as you're doing planning. that. If you first start out, you might have the most amazing sales or you might not, you know, it'll get better with time. Yeah, but, yeah. and um, testing and adjusting. Yeah, exactly. So, and, you know, social media is always evolving and changing. So you always, like I said, that you're always learning something. I'm still learning that, you know, there's more things to learn. Yeah. Um, with social media and it's a free platform 
platform. So um, if you can run your business by it, that's pretty much what I've sort of done. I've been quite lucky with that. But, you know, it is hard because when you're up against so many other businesses and to be seen on Instagram mm-hmm. with, you know, your followers can be a tough one as well. Mm-hmm. So I think just, you know, when you keep on keeping on and you just consistently show up and you engage with your audience and it's time in business as well, isn't it? You know, like people talk about these overnight success stories but behind the scenes of that was someone working on their product and perhaps doing markets and you know yes you might have only just discovered them and you and you think that they're doing exceptionally well and you know there might be the odd occasion when someone does you know springboard into the business world and they do kill it to start with but majority of the time it's time in business it's being persistent it's consistently showing up and you know testing and adjusting talking to your audience remaining engaged You know, it sounds like a lot and it is, but when you are passionate about it and you get into a routine with it, then it's it's a labor of love and it's something that's worth doing. And you've got to not compare yourself to other people. Yes. I mean, it's easier said than done because I know I I do it sometimes too. I'm like, how come they're selling so many of these and I'm, you know, but it, you just can't. You've got to like. Yeah, stay in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone's that. going through different, you know, and, and you've got to keep with what works well for you. What do I stop? People are used to that. If I just went totally out of the box and started, I don't know, if I designed a shirt which was totally not me, mm, mm. people would be like, what's happened to her? You know, like, so you have to keep with what you used to and, and true to yourself. Don't try and, what I'm trying to say is don't try and change yourself just because you're looking at someone else thinking I need to be more like her. Yes. Yeah, it's easy to get that shiny object syndrome when you see what other people are doing and you think it's working for them and you're like, oh, I'm going to stock that or I'm going to try that. But really you haven't given your own procedures and processes a good go and your own product if that's what you're selling. It's like, do you know what? Just stay in your own lane, be consistent and yeah, the results will come. Oh, very much so. Yes, I love that. Okay, so Tina, um, you mentioned Instagram a couple of times so people can find you on Instagram, obviously, at three little boys clothing that's three little boys clothing yeah yes perfect and your website's on there as well yeah yeah www.threelittleboys.com beautiful all right well thank you so much tina for coming on the podcast i'm so excited to have you well thank you i love what you're doing i love following your journey and i just know that you're going to be here for the long run oh i appreciate it it's really nice Today's podcast was brought to you by Coco Collective, an online boutique of coastal-inspired, handcrafted rattan furniture pieces and homewares. If you would like to find out more about starting an online business or growing your online business, be sure to check out my coaching page, kyliecrossman.com.au, to find out ways that we can work together. So thanks again for listening and have yourself a beautiful week.